ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. It is the final Wednesday of 2021, December 29th. Got a ton to get into, including what took place last night at the Smoothie King Center. Takes it to the backcourt as Graham recovers. Ten seconds left on the shot clock, 20 on the game clock. Gets a Herb Jones screen. Now bounce back to Herb. Herb left side. Oh, look out, Herb. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Rumble, young man. Right down the middle. Two-hand flush for Herbert Jones. 58-48. Ten seconds left. Cavs will have the last possession. Indeed, uh, a fantastic job by the Pelicans last night, down 23, the second most uh, or second biggest comeback, the second biggest comeback in franchise history. And it was pretty incredible to take a look at how that happened. We'll go through it all as well. Andrew Lopez will join us at 12.15. He'll give us the latest uh, on the team and really what he thought of the game last night. Also, we will touch on in our number two, College basketball gets back to it. Maybe y'all haven't uh, kind of been thinking about it or paying attention to it because obviously college football in the NFL has been key and has been prevalent, but COVID has shut down a bunch of games and programs, including Tulane. So Corey Glor will join us at 115 as the Wave get back to action tonight in Uptown New Orleans against Memphis. Tonight in Auburn, over in the Plains. It's a battle of Tigers. 16th-ranked LSU. They're undefeated. They're at 11th-ranked Auburn. The Auburn Tigers are 11-1. That game's at 6 o'clock on ESPN2. Voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair, will join us at 1.30 to discuss, preview that matchup. And again, we're, what now, five days away from the LSU Bowl game. Maybe he'll know who the quarterback will be for the Tigers in Tuesday's Bowl game, getting close, of course, to the national semifinal. I get his takes on what does he think? Is it, is it Bama and Georgia part two, or can Michigan and Cincinnati find a way to make it to the national championship? We'll be asking you that as well tomorrow. No show on Friday. So tomorrow we'll be asking your opinions as to whether or not you think the national championship will be anything other than an SEC championship rematch so we'll touch on that here as well scott prather sean fox as we take our tour around the state of louisiana like we like to do espn lafayette's scott prather at 12 30 sean fox going to do 2 30 today since chris blair is doing 1 30 and ralph marlborough will give his takes you know he writes his columns for wltv.com and then also of course he has his own podcast the happy hour podcast with a bunch of folks and get his thoughts on not not only what we saw on Monday night, but moving forward because head coach Sean Payton has already spoke this morning and head coach Sean Payton gave the players a day off today. So they're off and they're not back at it per se practice wise. And it's kind of wise, I guess, from a standpoint that you want to get healthy a because it is a short week B you probably want to wait to see who you get back from the COVID list or protocols and things of that nature, so you actually start game planning. So probably makes a lot of sense, and it's not like you are gaining that much of an advantage because over in Charlotte, the Carolina Panthers, as I said yesterday, I remember when we ended the show, um, I told you that there were, what, there was uh, six Carolina Panthers 
that were on the COVID list. So that was um, as of yesterday. Well, last night, the, the latest thing that I saw was that they that there is now 12 Panther players. So 12 Panther players is where they are now. And that's probably going to be affecting them a little more than, you know, they probably thought at first. And of course, as you know, that is something that the Saints have had to deal with for sure. So that's something to think about. And that's something to keep in mind as, you know, we're getting closer and closer to that game. So we'll hear from Matt Rule here in a quick sec. And let's see. I think that's pretty much the show question of the day. I mean, honestly, I, I, <laughs> I think it has to be Pels related from this aspect of it. Last night, what I saw, this is just my opinion, right? And I tweeted, I thought to me it was sort of a, a message to fans. And it was a message to fans in terms of this team has bought in. This team, I think, um, believes in its coach to play for the coach to play for another. So last night you didn't have Josh Hart. He was out of the game. Left ankle sprain. Brandon Ingram left Achilles soreness. He was out. So those two guys score their scores for your team. I mean, there's no other way to look at it. So you have them gone. Where is the scoring coming from? Right? I mean, that is one of the things that we've been asking and we, we talked about going into the game. Where was the scoring coming from? And when you take a look at what you saw last night, I mean, can Herb Jones impress you more? A career high, 26 points for him. And not only that, seven rebounds, three blocks, three assists, 13 straight games now, by the way, Herb Jones has a block. He ties Anthony Davis for the franchise record in that aspect of it. So he's doing it on the defensive end, but also the offensive end. And I want to say it was what I think six minutes, uh, it was what it was. And as I try to pull it up for reference, I saw somebody tweet it yesterday and yeah, 602 to play. Cleveland's up 95 88 and it's a drive to the basket. And Herb Jones, who was guarding, I think Ricky Rubio maybe before he got injured over on the right wing drops back because you have a cab that's driving the lane. And then he blocks the shot. And I think, honestly, from that point on, the Pels are starting to get momentum and swell, and the defense is playing well. Again, they're trailing 95-88. But he makes that block because they were trading buckets. Their offense started coming to life, but they couldn't get any stops. And then Herb Jones makes that block. And I'm telling you, the momentum changed at that point. You saw the bench go nuts, the crowd go nuts, and then that's when everyone just started tweeting, what Herb Jones is doing right now is sick. He's knocking down threes. He's blocking shots. He knocks down a three. He's blocking shots. He draws down the lane and dunks. You know, and just, it, it was, it was incredible to watch. It legitimately honestly was. So after the game, Willie Green mentioned what to him stirred out about Herb Jones in the game. Well, I mean, I just love what he does all around for us. Uh, offensively, he can attack. He can play multiple positions. Um, he gave us a little bit what Josh gives us, which is being able to attack the basket and make plays for his teammates. Um, and we just continue to do that all game, uh, attack and, and make plays, play after play down the stretch. And as far as Herb, 
and, and him being in attack mode. It's what he had to say afterwards. Uh, like, I mean, coach told us, uh, we get the rebound, you know, push and transition. And uh, a couple of the times that I did score and transition, um, I mean, I just seen a crease and just tried to attack space. What are the other aspects that I think stood out? And again, as I mentioned at the beginning of, of me, just kind of talk about this game. I want to say it was a message to fans. I mean, I, that, that's a game. Absolutely, they lose. And Andrew and I are going to talk about this next segment. They, they lose earlier in the season, right? That's a game that if you're not all in and you started one and six on the season or what was it in the first 10 games, one and nine and you're not in, you're not about it. That, that's a game you're down 23 at home early and they're finding ways to win when they don't have it to start a game, when they don't have it out of the locker room, when they don't have it on shooting nights. They're, this team's starting to find ways to win. The Pelicans in October were 1-6. and six. The Pelicans in November, 5-11. and 11. Pelicans in December, 7-5. and five. That's how they're 13-22 and 22 right now. If you want to break it down in groups of 10, remember Willie Green himself said he likes to look at the season and games in groups of 10. And we've talked about this even before he made that soundbite. You have to start looking at that column in, in the standings in that box column, you have to look at it when they say the last 10, and you you got to get above 500, right? I mean, you got to be above 500 if you want to ever make a run. Well, the first 10 games of the Pelican season this year, 1-9. The second 10 games of the Pelican season, 3-7. and seven. The third 10, 5-5. Five and five. The last five games, the Pelicans are 4-1. and one. Next up for them, Milwaukee on January 1st. So they're done for this calendar year, got a couple of days off. I mentioned the Saints have the day off, but head coach Sean Payton did speak today, and Jordan was able to get that four. So um, I, I guess the obvious question is obviously about the health and who's available. And for starters, the fact that there's some people there in the building today or people overall that you think are going to get back, and it's got to be a positive. Yeah. That's my mom. She's finding a positive in something that my mom would do, would say that. And Annie, I understand the question. I, I think, look, anytime you're playing players, you're getting a chance to evaluate them. You'd rather it be, um, where it's not in such a meaningful type of game. And yet there was no other, it just was what it was. And so, um, I, I think the answer is, is yes a little bit, though. I'm going to give you an example. Aesop Winston, I feel much different about today than I did before he stepped on the field for us when we needed him, call it a couple weeks, three weeks, four, whatever many weeks back. And so this exposure for him has, has been good. It's been good. And so I, I think it can help. Whether or not it directly helps your team in that game, but the point is, though, it, it, it can help a player. All right, what about this aspect? Of course, you need to know, uh, Taysom Hill, are you approaching this week as him as your starter? Yeah, well, look, I don't, I mean, I want him, I want him back in the building before I announce who I, who, I'm, you know, it's, it's Wednesday and I'm not going to give the anticipated starting lineups for Sunday ever. Like ever, and so especially when they're not here yet. But I expect him back, and and look forward to having him back, and look forward to having the rest of these guys back. Ah, I mean, obviously, what he's saying is, look, and it's what we talked about yesterday, right? If he tests positive 
I think was it Thursday or Friday? Uh, I think it was Thursday because Ian Book went and and um, and went through the walkthrough on Friday. Um, either way, it's seven days, right? Now, at least that's what it was. Now they they changed it. They changed it yesterday to five days if you're asymptomatic, if you're not with symptoms and all that other stuff. So again. It's not in the building yet, and I can understand why head coach Peyton is not saying that. Now, he was asked, did he have every quarterback to select from today? Well, we're not practicing today. We we take a Monday night schedule, we'll kick it back a day. Um, would we have them all today? No. Um, but we get, with the new protocols, um, guys are coming back on. They're kind of coming back on, Mike, like they went off sporadically. And, and, and so it was easier to start with, all right, where do we think we're going to be at the end of the week before the game and then work backwards? So, you know, the cell phone pings now. We got two or three guys coming off. Last week, the cell phone pinged and they were going on. <laughs> and, and it's not, obviously the new protocol is five days from your test and, and then the second part of that is you feel okay. You know, you don't, you know, you, you don't want to be with symptoms, right? And so if someone's got symptoms still, then, you know, they, they wait. Um, so there's a projected add on day each day for who's coming back today. Who do we think's back tomorrow based on the five day window and they're asymptomatic? So, but we're not practicing today. Um, we'll be starting tomorrow. All right, so there you go. Give you an idea of where they are as they start. Um, I guess essentially their work week. And look, it makes sense, and you can understand it, right? I mean, you can anticipate who you're probably going to have back. No doubt, he's already sort of looked at <coughs> how these guys are going to be coming back and forth, and who's is going to be for the most part based off of the the protocols and the test. And obviously, everybody over there is letting him know it now. Again, Panthers, 12 players on the COVID list. That was yesterday. Matt Rule sent everyone home. And the Saints aren't practicing today. Going to get back at it again tomorrow in terms of practice. But as Sean Payton said, some guys are starting to come off the list. And you should start having some of those guys back. By the way, in case you're wondering, Vegas has the Saints as a six-and-a-half-point favorite going into Carolina. Uh, I'm sorry, hosting Carolina here on Sunday. So we got lots to get into. Hour number two will focus on college basketball. We'll have the voices of Tulane and LSU. I reached out to Jack Benjamin as Nichols takes on Purdue. Haven't heard back from him, but uh they got a pretty big game against Purdue at four o'clock as well. So Memphis at Tulane, LSU at Auburn. We'll talk about that in hour two. In hour three, we'll have Ralph and Sean. Coming up next though, Andrew Lopez, a very big win by the New Orleans Pelicans. I legitimately honestly think so. Does he agree with me on that aspect? Let's find out when we come back with him. First, let me quickly tell you, of course, about DraftKings and, more importantly, the app that you should already have been loaded, right? I've been telling you about this every day, so I'm assuming you're listening, especially if you like the bets, because DraftKings Sportsbook is going to be the app you're going to use once it goes live in Louisiana. $100 in free bets will be waiting for you the second you sign up, and all you have to do is literally sign up. No deposit required. So you already know DraftKings already, the Daily Fantasy Contest app. That's where you, you know, set up your fantasy lineup, you compete against other people, and you're eligible to be part of those huge cash prizes. This is a different app. This is DraftKings Sportsbook. 
That's to be able to bet on anything and everything from the comfort of your couch and wherever you are. Not live yet. It's coming. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code LaRose, and away you go. $100 in free bets. Andrew Lopez next on ESPN New Orleans. It's the Command Season Sales Event at Barker Kia, which means you can save on our entire lineup of new Kia. These Kias are packed with value and technology. Best of all, these new Kias come with our famously low Barker Kia price. Take a look at the all-new Ultra Sporty 2022 Kia K5, a rebellious design built to root a road with an 8-inch touchscreen and lane-keeping technology that all comes standard. Or drive home in a new 2022 Kia Sorento, a third-row 7-CD SUV that comes standard with family-favorite features like smartphones, and of course, we have to mention the all-new Kia Carnival MPV. The SUV-inspired van has a radical departure from the usual. Now that says it all. So come save during Kia's Commander Season Sales Event at Barker Kia. And get our famously low Barker Kia price. And you know all these new Kias come with it. Getting you a 100,000-mile powertrain warrant. That's Barker Kia and Homer. Or shop online at BarkerKia.com. Come see me, people. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. See Kia.com or retailer for details. The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. What would you say you do here? Sports. Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. Sports Hangover. You're home for Pelicans basketball. Andrew Lopez joins us to talk about what I think was a very big win for your New Orleans Pelicans. It covers the Pels for ESPN. Andrew, am I off my, my wall here? Am I just so desperate for positivity in the city following the Monday night football game? Or do I have legit reason, man, to look at a game like yesterday and say, uh-huh, uh-huh, another example of the right direction? I think it's a, an example in of these guys heading in the right direction. Uh, in, in terms of Willie Green having his system and starting to – get some dividends from, you know, some of these early, uh, some of his decisions that he's been making. Look, you, you played last night without Nikhil Alexander-Walker, without Brandon Ingram, without Josh Hart. You started Gary Clark, who's only been with us. He had only played, I think, 20 minutes uh, prior to last night. In fact, I right. think he only had, I don't think he had made a field goal. Uh, <laughs> and you throw him out there in the starting lineup last night. Um you know, you play Jared Harper for seven, eight minutes. Jackson Hayes 
finished the game at the four last night. The first right. minute he's played at the four all season. Um, it, it shows you, and kind of what we've talked about all year is this team really likes each other, um, and and they have, I think, from the jump. Um, and now you're just kind of starting to see it it pay off a little bit more. This is a team who started three and sixteen. Since then, they're uh, what ten and ten and six. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of those is the OKC game that if Brandon doesn't get hurt in the in the opening minutes, it's probably uh, you know you, you you might get a, a win out of that one as well. So it was a. I don't want to use the word culture changing, but it's one of those wins where you look back on it and say, these guys really like playing for Willie Green, uh, and it's going to end up, uh, you know, paying off in the long run. Speaking with Andrew Lopez, covers the Pelicans for ESPN, you know, and and that's what I was getting at. I'm sitting here watching this game, and you're down 23. You're like, oh, okay. You know, I mean, again, not that you're built in excuse, but again, you're without heart, without Ingram. You don't have Zion. You have all this. Like, I, I get it. And then you just see this team battling. And, Andrew, I think a good indicator is, as well, the crowd reaction. I mean, that Smoothie King Center, for the people that were in there, I love this. They were getting up and cheering their you-know-what off when Herb Jones blocked that shot, that drive with six minutes to go, when when they made a defensive play, when they got a rebound. And, And you felt the energy starting to rise in the building, Andrew off of defensive plays, and then there goes a three. Then Garrett Temple knocks a three. Then Herb gets a defensive play. Then it's, a, it's another three. And you you felt both. The players feeding off the building, I think, and the, the building appreciating what they were seeing. Yeah, I think there were there were quite a few defensive plays that, that kind of stood out to me in that regard of uh, whether it was drawing a 24-second violation or getting blocked. Garrett Temple making shots. First of all, I mean, we've seen some not fantastic crowds <laughs> um, this year at the Smoothie King Center for various reasons. Um, and I think last night I'm, we saw one that uh, it, it was it was a pretty good crowd for what I thought being a um, you know a, a Tuesday game missing. So many pieces on both sides, right? Um, so, one, you you had a decent sized crowd, which was always great to see. But they are starting to feed off of of what they're you know what these guys are doing in terms of uh, uh, in terms of on the defensive end. This is this is a defensive team, basically. I think this is a team who is. Um, that's where they're going to make their mark. That's where they're going to, uh, you know, that's their calling card, if you will, is it's going to be on the defensive end until right. somebody gets back. I mean, that's that's just how it is. And I think what we're seeing right now is, you know, Herb is, is, is establishing himself as one of the, the better rookies in the NBA, period. doesn't matter if it's, uh, you know, first round, second round pick. I mean, he has been – Fantastic, um, especially I think in the month of December, he's, he's starting to have more confidence. He's hitting his threes at a higher rate right now. Um, you know, shout out to the Fred Vincent uh, Academy of Shooting <laughs> that, he's, that he's been enrolled in for, for quite some time. Yeah. Um, I think in his last 
pulling it up right now. In his in December alone, I think he's shooting like forty from three, wow. something like like that. Um, averaging, I think it was eleven points when I looked it up this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, just the little things. Obviously, he's got a block now in in thirteen straight games, which ties the the, the, the franchise rookie record. It, it's it's just been great to see uh, him make this jump. Uh, as they're trying to figure out all these other pieces. And like I said, I mean, for, for, for Willie to kind of pull this off last night with all these guys, um, all these different guys out, you're playing lineups that have probably never even, you know, seen practice time together or even thought about having practice time together. And for you right. to see that last night was, was just huge. You went there, and that's where I was going to go next with Herb Jones. I mean, I again, maybe it was last night, the wine, the excitement out of a win, or, or just both together, Andrew. But I'm sitting there, I'm like, to me, he's the storyline of this team right now in 2021. That, that's a positive one. Obviously, a storyline is that Zion hasn't played, and we don't know when that will happen. That's, of course, the storyline this season in that aspect. But I don't think anybody expected, because, I, again, I dare ask, this is how I judge your importance. Imagine if Herb Jones wasn't on this team right now. <laughs> the impact that he has, it's incredible. You can't take him off the court. He's that valuable. And that was before, as you mentioned, what he's been doing this month in December on the offensive end. So if he's that important like that and you're watching what he's doing and it's career this, following career that, following this stop, following that, guarding the top players. I mean, Andrew, to, to me, he is absolutely one of the top storylines about this team this year. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, sometimes I think when you're, you forget how how good he was at uh, at Alabama. I mean, he was obviously the defensive player of the year, um, but he was also the SEC player of the year last year, right? Like, this is not uh, some slouch that. Is, is is a throwaway second round pick. I mean, he the only reason he had, didn't go probably in the first round uh, was because people didn't, you know, they they, they questioned his his shot. Um, they questioned whether or not he was going to be able to, uh, you know, get his shot off in the NBA. And I think what you're seeing right now is, uh, you know, credit to him and Fred Benson for for working on it. Uh, you know, even when he's he's working on, you know, not having his foot on the line. I mean, that's, that's kind of, I think the biggest thing with, with Herb when it comes to some of these, uh, uh, you know, these, these three point attempts that he has is he, he he probably leads the league in long twos. I mean, I I think Garrett Temple made a joke about it last night. Um, Herb even talked about it at shoot around at length that, you know, he's, he, he worked on the mechanics for so long that he kind (laughs) of forgot where his feet were at Mm -hmm. times. And that's, that's been the big emphasis with him and, and Fred, lately is, is trying to get them, you know, get that right. But I mean, when that, I mean, that it's, it's, it's going that good for you right now that you're, that's what you're able to joke about. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that's the, the, the biggest thing. I mean, Herb, we, we talked about it. Um, I think now it's, it's changed a little because of, uh, I think Devante's numbers are up, but right. I think Herb's one of the only players this year who has a positive net rating. Uh, when it comes to offensive rating, defensive rating on this team, um, I think he's now joined by by Devonte, but he has been key. I remember it was the, I want to say it was the Phoenix game, the one where he got the concussion. Right. Uh, well, I remember that was what that's like his, that was like his fourth start, 
uh, his seventh start of the year. And I remember saying after that game, oh, man, well, if, uh, if they had heard for this game, like, right. like they might have won. <laughs> right. You're like, right. what? And, yeah, but now, exactly. like, it just makes so much more sense. Yeah. Um, and it's a credit to, to his work ethic. I mean, this guy's putting in – I mean, I, I know we say it all the time, but look, every time we go in for shoot-around, he's spending an extra 30 minutes every day with Fred Vincent getting shots up after practice, before practice he goes in. I mean, this this kid really wants to uh, to be great, and, you know, it mm-hmm. helps when you're a 23-year-old rookie. Um, and you you have a little bit a little bit more maturity. Mm-hmm. Devontae Graham has said it time and time again. You know it's something different about us four year guys when we're coming into the league, and I think that's what you're seeing with her. Look, I, I've said it several times. Um, Fred Vincent's one of those guys who stop by the office every day and ask how he's doing, what do you need, a new house, a new car. That guy, you can never let that guy <laughs> leave the building, Andrew. I you just honestly can't. You know what else was fun about last night watching it? The effort, the crowd, the energy. You touched on it. The storylines like a Gary Clark or Jared Harper getting their opportunities. You mentioned Harper, seven points in eight minutes, a rebound, three assists, a block. Clark comes in, 12 points, four boards and assists, a block. Without those guys, they literally don't win. One started in Clark. I mean, it's, and, and but that gives you the idea, right? Of, of maybe, you know, what, what Green is doing. You just give it time because if you buy in or, you know, if he knows how to communicate and talk to these guys that just got here, haven't played for him, but is trusting one way, shape or form. I know on the television broadcast, they, they, they asked him, right? Clark, when he got in, what, what can you do? And he told them, great. That's how we're going to use you. But it sounds simple, but how many coaches, Andrew, probably grab those two guys and say, this is the system we run. Yeah. It's look. I think it was it was Kushner last night who kind of brought it up, and it, it makes you think: what, what, where is this team this year? If Willie Green was hired last year, um, you know, if if you don't go uh, have a year with with Van Gundy, I think you you nailed it in, in a lot of a lot of aspects with with how this team looks. Um, this is a, a team who is, is going to fight for him, and I mean, mm-hmm. Josh Hart has said it many times. He, I had the freedom to to do what I want. We've seen a career year from him in terms of what he wants to do. Uh, so it's, it, it, there's a lot to me that stands out about this team. And look, I'll say this too, before we go, this is a big day for the Pels in terms of uh, where things are going to stand with their health and safety protocols right now. Um, because of the new, the new rules uh, going to the six day rule instead mm-hmm. of, you know, the, the 10 day, you should uh, get Nikhil, um, Najee, and Jose yep. Alvarado back before the New Year's Day game. Um, it's also a long, or a, a, a period of time that that it's going to give uh, Josh Hart some extra rest. It's going to give Brandon Ingram some extra rest. But you remember that OKC game? As soon as you finished OKC, there, there was a big breakout uh, against those guys. I mean, a, a big breakout on their team. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're missing their coach and missing a lot of people. So today and tomorrow are going to be the days to look to see if the Pels have to add anybody to that list. If not, uh, they could be in a really good spot to, to make some moves while other teams are still dealing uh, with a lot of health and safety protocol issues. Andrew Lopez, as always, man, appreciate the time. That was fun last night. Enjoy the next couple of days. Happy New Year to you, and we'll talk to you at the turn of the calendar, man. 2022, sir, next time we will chat. Thank you, bud. I appreciate the time. You got it. Thank you.
All right, we'll go to Lafayette next. Scott Prather will give his thoughts, so get his thoughts, rather, on the Pels. And then, obviously, thoughts on the Saints here moving forward. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. around your face Never really knowing it was always Mesh and lace I'll stop the world and melt with you Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance. But what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in Cutoff. Not feeling well and unsure about what's open for healthcare in the South Lafourche area? Lady of the Sea currently has options. Emergency services are open 24-7 in our new location at 104 West 134th Street across the street from the hospital. And our two family medical clinics open in La Rose and cut off weekdays from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. All of our locations are offering COVID-19 vaccinations and flu vaccinations. Don't sit home feeling poorly. Seek quality health care from Lady of the Sea. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bed bugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Let's hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back, Sports Hangover. General Diaz, see you, sir. Why don't you hold on for a quick sec, and I will uh, talk to Scott Prather here. at Scott Mimic from ESPN Lafayette to get his thoughts on the Saints and Pels or what's going on over there in Acadiana. Sir, almost Happy New Year's to you. How are you? I'm great, Gus. What's going on, man? What is your New Year's resolution? Don't tell me you don't have one. I know you do. I hadn't even really thought about it, honestly. I, I <laughs> no, dude. I I am in. Um, you know, I. It's like the health and safety protocol of media is kind of where I'm at. You know, I, I'm in the kids' room slash office. I mean, I got family that either came in contact, so no one can watch the kids. So I'm at home, man. I got uh, it's. There's no time off in between breaks. I just got asked for Oreos. You know what I mean? So I, mean, <laughs> I hadn't thought about a New Year's resolution just yet, but I will think of it by the time the segment ends, though, because I, I'm in a good mood. And last night's win, we just talked with Andrew Lopez, who covers the Pels for ESPN, as you know. And I, I I thought it was a big win. And he called it one of those culture-changing type maybe victories that we're going to look back on and go, you know what, a win like that is showing this. What, what to you did the Pels win show you last night? Well, I think it, it reinforced something that was we were starting to see. 
and that is that this team, they, they love Willie Green. They play their tails off for Willie Green. And I think seeing that relationship between the team and the head coach and that synergy is something that we haven't seen in New Orleans basketball in a long time. And to be down 23 and be, you know, missing as much as you were missing, right, um, and all your perimeter scoring and everything else, to come back and, and win like that, I mean, that's a game. We are seeing them win games now that earlier mm-hmm. in the season they undoubtedly would have lost, Gus, yeah, right? It wasn't even a question. And, and I think, for me, it just reinforced this, this team loves Willie Green, man. And, and, and they're starting to embody their head coach a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I, I like a lot of – I like what I'm seeing right now. And, and, and look, let's remember, they're about to go through a really tough stretch. Like a really tough stretch of games. I mean, you got yeah, no Milwaukee, you got Utah, you got Phoenix, you got the Warriors. Let's say Bi and, and Hart don't play in those four games; they might not win them. But I, I, regardless of what happens, it doesn't. I don't think it means that this franchise is suddenly, oh, well, that was just kind of a blip. And there, no, I think I think even if they lose these next four without those guys, you're going to see them play as hard as you've been seeing them, and uh, and for their head coach and for each mm-hmm. other. And they might win some of those as well. I'm not trying to, like, rain on anyone's parade either. I just uh, – my thing is, I think what we've been seeing, what built up to last night, it feels like it has some staying power from a cultural standpoint in terms of what you want to do within the locker room. feels like it has staying power regardless right. of what happens here over the next week. I know you like to do this a lot on your show over there in ESPN Lafayette, um, where you can kind of um... – Take something from one sport and apply it to another. And I'm asking, I was, obviously Herb Jones is a storyline this year for the Pels, especially after last night, career night, 26 points. Now has tied Anthony Davis for the franchise record of 13 straight games, at least one block. I mean, he's had a tremendous impact where I don't think anyone saw coming. I thought about this last night and I wanted to throw this out as a question of the day. And what I want to ask it with you first, what player for the Saints, kind of reminds you of what Herb Jones was. The one person that stood up to me was Pierre Thomas. Pierre Thomas came kind of out of nowhere and gradually and slowly became more and more important. He would be a special teamer, occasionally, you know, at the run game. Then he became the best screen runner for the team. He became one of the hearts of the team. He scored the first touchdown to the Super Bowl. Like, no one could have seen that coming in 2009 where he was when he first started. I, I don't know if that's too big or or, or accurate. What, name me a Saints player that would be like Herb Jones to you. I think, all right, so I, I've, in the past, I've likened Josh Hart's game a little bit to Pierre Thomas, so I can't go that route. Um, now, it's different in terms of how they got there, right? Hart was part of the trade, but just in terms of how he leaves everything out there. And so since I've used that comparison in the past, I, I mean, this, this, I don't know that Herb's, Herb's certainly not here yet, right? The guy I mentioned, I think, could end up in Canton one day. But when they, when they drafted Jari Evans out of, you know, a Division two college in the fourth round. It's a good one. You know, okay. you, you're talking about a Saints team. This is coming off the Katrina season, you know, one playoff whenever. And it's like, that this guy with the glen, they're going to, they're gonna, he's going to start, right? Fast forward now, and, and the guy's six-time All-Pro, 
I mean, in more Pro Bowls. I'm not talking Pro Bowl. I'm talking All Pro, which I think carries a lot more weight, right? Four times first, he was on the NFL All Decade team. He has right out of the gate a high football IQ. Like the foot, the, the basketball IQ on Irv Jones, especially on the defensive end. Like we've seen rookies come into the into the league before, Gus. Light it up offensively. Like, we've right. seen it before. Like, they get it. They're ahead of the game. Right. I mean, when have we seen a rookie come in from a defensive standpoint as a rookie and do what this guy's done? I mean, right. there are times this season where he's guarded every position on the floor. It's the it's the basketball IQ of this guy. And what makes it even more improbable is, like, fourth-round picks in the NFL have a much greater chance of making a roster than a, than a second-round pick in the U.S. You know, so to your comparison of a UDFA – it's, I mean, that, that might even be closer to it because, you know, Trey Murphy, Trey Murphy's, Trey Murphy has looked like a rookie. I'm not saying he's been bad. He's looked like you would expect a rookie to look. And there was right. some hype around him, and, and that's normal. But he's looked like a rookie. Herb Jones does not look like a rookie at all, much less a second-round one. I, I know the Pelican shop doesn't, uh, doesn't sell number five Jones jerseys yet, but they need to turn that around quickly and start printing them because my guess is, Late this season and early next season, you're going to see a lot of number five jerseys at the Smoothie King Center on game day. It's funny you say that because somebody, I think from the Birdwire, I don't know if you saw it last night, screenshot it at the NBA store, no results found, and you could see in the search it said Herb Jones number five. And the Pelicans quote tweeted, that will change soon enough with a big thumbs up. So Herb Jones jerseys are going to be, and that right there, right there what you just said, the fact that, they're, the, they're asking the NBA, hey, we got to print this guy's jersey. I mean, think about that. Th- to think that that guy's going to be able to make money, sell money, and they think that he's a moneymaker and he's, he's an attraction. Uh, it's just, it's incredible to think about it. Sp- speaking with Scott Prather, it's Scott Mimic, the way to follow on Twitter. He has a show on mornings, weekday mornings over in ESPN Lafayette on Wednesdays. We like to go around the state, kind of get the sense and feel of how different places around the state feel. So how did Acadiana feel yesterday morning following what we saw on Monday Night Football? Uh, I would like to think they felt like they owed me an apology uh, because I was accused of being negative Monday morning when I told them all, guys, I don't. The Saints can't win tonight. It's just not going to happen. It's not. It's not because they don't want to. It's not because they they're not going to try. It's reality. They are flying guys in today to hopefully pass a COVID test, size them for uniforms, and have them play tonight. One of these guys hadn't played in three years. Like, you need professional players to win a professional game. It wasn't – it was like they they, they thought I was being, like, disrespectful to the Saints Mm -hmm. or something. Like, oh, I'm like, no, guys, this – like, stop it there. They have no chance to win tonight. It'll take more than a Christmas miracle. And, (laughs) you know, and, and the defense played well. You know, without Demario Davis, without Quan Alexander, without Malcolm Jenkins, they did okay. But at some point, when you're down to your sixth and seventh, you know, tackles on the O line, and you're playing a fourth rounder who hasn't actually got to have a real practice with reps or anything all season, you're not going to win. Period. And and so, but no, I was still being accused of being negative, and oh, you're just making excuses. Like, excuse, this is reality, guys. And the reality is, I still think the Saints have a good shot at the playoffs. I know they need help. But I think they can win these last two games. And if San Francisco loses to the Rams and they're getting beat up, and there's a path here. And I don't think this Saints team Mm -hmm. is is going to win the Super Bowl, guys. But we've seen how they can perform against really good teams when they're somewhat healthy. 
you have a chance to ruin someone's season as a seven seed and like get a win. I mean, that just to have that opportunity would be awesome. So the reality was they were never going to win last night's uh, Monday night's game. It was it was it was going to unless my unless it was like Miami was missing twenty plus players as well and had to play a four stringer behind a seventh old left to right tackle and all. It just it, it wasn't going to happen. And and um, I knew it going in. I think some people realized that after the first pick six, but. But yeah, just um, a mix of you were right, and you're just making excuses. That it, it, I would say it was a mix. But I'm I'm just trying to tell people, look, move on. Right. You know, mo- Monday night's game was going to happen. Yeah. The focus now is you win these last two. You get enough guys healthy, and you have a real good chance. I know you need help, but I think they have a real good chance to get in at that seven seed, guys. Final thing for you, sir, in about 60 seconds. Uh, look, obviously, you're talking about moving on. Vegas has. They have the Saints six-and-a-half-point favorite. The Panthers now are feeling the Saints' pain. Twelve players, as of yesterday, on the COVID list. That could go up into more. I guess you're kind of hoping that it doesn't get to the 20s, 1s, 22s, where the NFL may move the game. I think at this point, the NFL is going to say, hey, this is what you're doing, and this is what you're playing, who you're playing with, and we're not going to apologize for sure here in New Orleans if the Saints play a decimated Panther team like they did the Saints at the beginning of the season due to COVID with their coaching staff. So that said, a victory, Scott, on Sunday? No doubt. No doubt. No, I mean, you get, you get Taysom back. At some point, I know it's an injury thing, but at some point, I mean, Ranchek and Armstead, Armstead's kind of been in and out of the lineup, but they haven't been put on IR. So they have to believe they're coming back at some point. Get one of those two back on the O-line. Obviously getting to Mario Davis back and Quan Alexander and Malcolm Jenkins. I mean, all of that's going to help. Deontay Harris, right? Assuming these guys are, are clear with protocols by the time Sunday rolls around. No, the Saints, the Saints are winning and they need to. I mean, it's, what, two and five this season at home. They, they need to get a home win do their last home game of the season. And, um, and I think, you know, yeah, I, the NFL – you know, will they move it? Maybe, you know, because the reason they didn't move Monday's game is because it was Monday night. It was money. It was the only game on. They couldn't replace it with something. But 325 game, I, I, I'd i like to think they're going to play that one Sunday and not move it. I hope, certainly hope they do, and it's going to be right. the next win. Scott, you know, they've only won one game at home this year. I'm sorry, one. Halloween, right? Isn't that incredible? The Buccaneers. My bad. One. One no, game. I mean, dude, I it, it's, it's, it's nuts, dude. Sorry, it's, it's nuts that going into the final game of the home schedule, you've won one. That, that, that's, again, a different year. At Scott Mimics, the way to follow him over on Twitter. We talked to him on Wednesdays. Thank you for your time, sir. I'm sure you had a very Merry Christmas. And please have a Happy New Year, and I will talk to you next week. Happy New Year, brother. Take care. Up next, I see you, General D. Thank you for holding on. I will come to you right out of this break in three minutes. The Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Hey, hey, my friends. It's Dana DeFran Freelo here. Just wanted to reach out to you that I and Golden Motors are here and ready to help you take care of you and your family's vehicle needs. We have new inventory arriving daily. Check us out 24-7 at goldenmotors.com. Give us a call at 985-325-1000 or stop by and let myself or one of our awesome team members take care of you and get one less worry off your shoulders. Always remember, price is priority. On August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable and desperate we refuse to let insurance companies do the same at amo trial lawyers we have assembled a team of not only attorneys 
but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori, And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At the King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring the King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau. Uh, super important. Everybody that played, you know, played a huge piece in the win. Um, I mean, I knew GC could go. Uh, Jerry, I played against him. And he, he killed us at Auburn. When I was at Alabama, when he was at Auburn. Um, I knew he could go. Um, and I, I really didn't have any worries, you know, once they got in the game, it was just, you know, the next man up mentality. They knew the plays. They they were going to compete on the defensive end. And those kind of guys I like to go out and play with. I love that. He's referring to Gary Clark, who came in 12 points, four rebounds, and assist, one block. And Jared Harper, the G Leaguer, seven points, eight minutes, one rebound, three assists, a block. I'm telling you, if you didn't watch last night's game, it, it you missed something. General D, you and I were texting throughout the game, sir. How are you? pretty evident that you know everybody keeps talking about it the fact that this team kind of took an, another step and, and I think in the Willie Green era it was, it was pretty evident but it's more because he instills such confidence in his guys even though they got down I mean probably average Pelican fan you know didn't watch it from tip to, to horn but uh, when they got down by like in the 20s range it was like what is going on here we go again but they kept chipping away and to, to that point of what uh, Herb just said G League guys stepped in. Jared Harper, my son, is, lives in Birmingham, goes to Sanford, and, and he was telling me all along, this guy's unbelievable. I mean, he really sets the tone. He's a point guard. Maybe we should yeah. bring him down and take a look at him. And sure, sure enough, he comes in and was, not to say he was unconscionable, but, I mean, he really had the confidence, like, here's my opportunity, let me go seize it. I, I was really impressed with that. You may be, that you asked the question before, who does Herb Jones remind you most of from a Saints perspective? Mm-hmm. And I have to say the quiet storm. I mean, it's Marcus, Marcus Colston, Colston already, huh? Here's a guy that was okay. basically obscurity and comes in and is, is really making a major impact. You could probably say maybe Zach Streep because it took Zach Streep a little while, but then he was like a cornerstone for that offensive line. And a lot of people don't realize this, but the reason Herb Jones' IQ is so high is also because he's 20-something years old. He played three years at Alabama. In addition to that, his dad is a coach. He grew up analyzing the game. One thing that makes him so unique to the other guys that are on the floor is he's very timely on his cuts. He affects the game in many ways offensively, even though his shot may not be there yet, opposed to where his defense is. In his defense, the game is actually slow for him. He anticipates things so well, and he's got an unbelievable wingspan. You know, that's one thing I really like about this team. They've instilled confidence in a lot of guys, and and we're scratching our heads a lot of times because certain guys are still in the game. You know, the, the one that, that really has stepped up the last two ball games is Temple, and he's a guy that I thought should have been riding the pine earlier in the year because he's a veteran. But you needed that veteran in those cases. And, um, 
You know, Sadoransky hit a shot or two, made a couple yeah. defensive plays. <laughs> but really the difference for me was was, was the G League guys mm-hmm. that stepped in mm-hmm. and it really made this team. And, and it's, they're galvanizing as well because they're fitting into the culture. And that's the difference. If you look at the Suns, when they were in the bubble and started to make their run Bingo. the following year, yeah. it was yeah. a culture that was established. They started to win some. They started to fight together and lose close ball games, but then learn how to win at the end. And that's what this team's doing. Guys that hit big shots, the one I want to give kudos to was, was Graham. Graham was, was, was struggling all game, but he had the confidence to take that big three, and that really was a separator. And, you know, he, you know one of the things that this team's got to continue to do is buy-in defensively because their defense leads to offense. But, man, there's a lot of good things to look there. But for me, Herb Jones, not on Herb, is the quiet storm. Oh, I like that. All right, I'm jotting that one down. Scott Prather went with Jari Evans, General D. We'll put you down with Marcus Colston. I, I went with Pierre Thomas I, I, in terms of that yeah, importance just started to increase. Go ahead, man. I got a question for you. So we are nearing the uh, the, 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 the halfway point with uh, guys that may be coming available. Is there mm-hmm. anybody that you see on other teams that you would like to see put on this roster that was there's you know, we've always talked about, obviously, the stars. But one guy that, that, that really comes to, to mind for me has been in a bad situation mm-hmm. and actually he's had to play a little bit recently in Atlanta is Cam Reddish. And I think that's a guy that would fit really well with this roster. And, uh, and it's kind of on that same timeline. Is anybody out there that you, you've kind of identified and you'd like to see the Pelts go after? I hadn't really thought about it, General D, because of, <coughs> excuse me, because of this perspective. I, I didn't know what your – I guess core or identity or what it was that you were going to try to sort of be. Um, that's why I kept harping the last week and a half, the two weeks that it was so important to have this team switch its mindset to, okay, we're, it's not about what, when is, when is I am coming back? Okay. Like just put it out of your mind. It's Brandon's team. And, and then you saw Willie Green then make that, that chat with him or have that chat with him. And, he started to become this playmaker and involve others. And then General D started seeing this team get an identity, right? So how are we going to play around B.I.? He, oh, he's going to be a facilitator. It's not just try to get him shots. All right. So you started seeing that. And, and I, cause my, my thing is this. I think it's easy to say, let's bring in this guy and bring in that guy. But does that guy fit what you're trying to do? So if I'm taking a sheet of paper right now and I'm starting to maybe fill in more than one line. You know, under the headline, Willie Green's teams do, and now what? Okay, so General D, we see them wanting to play for him. So he he's a good communicator. He somehow gets what he needs from these players. The the TV broadcast yesterday was mentioning that literally when Gary Clark and 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 Harper came in, Green just asked, "Okay, what what do you do best? What can you do? That's how I'm going to use you." I know that sounds simple, but General D, how many times in coaching? Have you gone across where a guy comes in and says, okay, this is what we're doing. You have to acclimate to it. So that's why it's been hard for me to say, well, who do we need? Because I need to know what, what are they doing? Who are they? What What is their principles? What, what are they trying to do? So defenders, guys that rotate, guys that, guys that will be allowed to freely create an offense. Um, you, you hear Josh Hart mention it all the time. Andrew brought that up in our interview earlier that he likes the free and the ability to just go ahead and do that. Herb Jones saying, hey, he's got confidence in me. When I got confidence, I'm just going to attack. So I would say the type of player, if you are going to go do that, um, 
I, I would say generally a player that, you know, plays defense, but at the same time just can attacks and is, you know, offensive minded, can be creative. Maybe to your point, feels he hasn't had that opportunity to be himself. Um, but I, I'm, I'm kind of still in the, Give me another week or two or so of January to see where this team is or where they're going. What do they need? Because, like you mentioned, we, we mentioned guard. You need guard play. You need help. Then, you know, here's a guy like Harper. In eight minutes, he gets seven points. Or really doesn't commit turnovers. Like, he, he he looked calm. He was facilitating. Great. But, he's you know, he's part of your G League or he can be, you know, in, in that. So, then I don't give up assets. I don't have to trade players. I don't have to give up draft picks. So, I just think right now I'm in the – I still got to see what this team is before I start making big pushes. And quite honestly, is Brandon Ingram healthy? You know, I mean, that, that's going to determine a lot too. No, absolutely. But I, I mean, I still say that a point guard is the most need on this roster. Yeah. I mean, you look at Ruth, Ricky Rubio, you know, unfortunately him probably lost to the season with an ACL and he was playing a backup role. Darius Garland was their main guy as a point. Dude, he, he played. Rubio that's looked that's fantastic. Yeah, He's Rubio was. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he did. He was playing like he was playing for the, his 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 home country team in Spain <laughs> or whatever it is. And I mean, that's when he was just going off. And he really is is kind of been that chameleon. But he really is that that consummate pro. What 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 do you need me to be? You need me to be a facilitator. You need me to mm-hmm. score. And last night he was doing it all. I mean, he was he was hurting the Pelicans. Um, there's no doubt, dude. He, he was incredible last night. And, and I know one thing for sure that you, um, I, I think Fletcher Mackles wanted Ricky Rubio since his rookie year in New Orleans. He's wanted him the entire time, man. And just, it, it, it you know, when you saw him go down, um, he just planted and, and that it just gave out, man. And, and I'm watching the replay again now. It's right before the, the center circle there. And he just immediately, Reached for with his left hand and his right hand. You just see him like somebody come get me in pain. And that just, it, it stinks to see that the, left the ACL. Last, the, the, the last thing I want to leave you with, Gus, and this is something I think isn't a, is a credit to Willie Green, mm-hmm. is the fact that, you know, um, Hayes has been underperforming all year, but the ability to give him an opportunity to play at that four and let him use his athleticism and run the floor was, was, I think, you know, especially since they had some bigs out there. Um, now, he, he struggled defensively at times because having to guard the perimeter. And even late in the game, he, he left his man. Luckily, the guy didn't make the three. Mm-hmm. But I, I like the fact because I don't think right now that Hayes has, has really turned the corner in his third year to really be an anchor and being a rim protector. And maybe utilizing his athleticism might be the key for him. So I like the fact that they're experimenting with that. And, mm-hmm. you know, more athleticism, more players on the floor. But he, he did impact the game yesterday, which was very, you know, something right. he hasn't been doing a whole lot of. So I really like that. Uh, no doubt. General D, it was fun to watch, man. Uh, we'll talk again soon, sir. Let's go, pals. Thanks. Yeah, let's go, pals. Hour one in the books, just like that. Hour two. Going to focus on college basketball. Big game in Auburn tonight. LSU at Auburn, the voice of the Tigers. Chris Blair, 130. Corey Glory, 115. Tulane got shut down because of COVID. We'll ask him who's playing when uh, they host Memphis tonight. Also, Ralph Morrow, 215. Sean Fox at 230. The sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Thibodeau Regional, we're proud to announce we've received Health Grade's 2017 Outstanding Patient Experience and Patient